What's up, everybody? We are back. No voice today because we will be exclusively discussing the twerkage of She-Hulk and Meg the Stallion. Prepare yourselves. It's the Infinity Watch Oh man, who knew that twerking could just flip the MCU fandom right on its head? I mean, the discussion around it has been uh, really like I when I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a funny joke." The internet was right. like, bah! "Yeah, <laughs> just, just pure insanity." Like, there's been so many instances. Uh, that I would equate similarly with that scene, and there wasn't a peep. Yes. Um, also, like, can people just have fun? No. Does anyone here remember what fun is? <laughs> but instead, they're like, they're bringing Stan Lee out from his grave, and he's, hey, true believers, twerking is evil. You know, Stan like, Lee would support She Hulk twerking for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is sure. crazy. Like, how many? How many MCU characters have danced, like, ridiculously and been silly, and, like, in a less funny movie, too, or show? Yeah, yeah. Like, this show is clearly a comedy. Yeah. And, like, there's all these forced wall breaks where they're like, hey, A A story connecting with B story, sweet. You know, it's like, chill the fuck out, everyone. Please just have fun. Agreed. We forgot to introduce ourselves again. Yeah, me and Eric... (laughs) We've been talking for a bit uh, before the podcast, and so we're 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 nice and raged up a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're 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 about to Hulk out. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my enraged co-host Eric. Yo, I'm also enraged myself. Um, this is season three, episode thirteen of the podcast. We're here to talk about She Hulk, episode three, uh, which broke the internet. Mm-hmm. And of all the episodes of everything to break the internet, man, this one has no excuse for doing such. But uh, you never know these days. You really don't. Yeah, you really don't. You really don't. But before we get all into that, even though we already did, um, there's a bunch of random shit happening, too, just in, you know, comic book land slash oh. Hollywood and oh. other things. You don't um, say. Yeah, so let's let's just talk about it for a little bit. All right, um, if you insist. I I do insist. I do insist. I always thought it was weird in like old timey movies, like the whole insisting of things. It always seems so. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like low key evil. It's like no, I do insist. <laughs> it's like you're being so proper and polite, but you're also yeah. being a dick. I love that word. Um, <laughs> I thought this one was kind of funny, so. Uh, the actor that's playing Namor in Black Pan- Black Panther: yes. Wakanda Forever, um, he didn't know how to swim before he got cast. <laughs> that is hilarious. Was somehow able to keep that a secret, <laughs> which I just find amazing. Like I'm so like I don't think that should disqualify anyone because I think it's not super difficult to learn how to swim. Um, yeah. if you have like professionals that are going to help you, um, but I just find it so funny. 
that you're like, yes, this is my big break. I'm playing Marvel's underwater <laughs> Atlantean, you know, superhero guy, and I don't know how to swim. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I get it. It's like, I guess it's like a bias that a lot of people have and that I have too, where I just kind of assume every adult knows how to swim. Like, how the fuck do you not know how to swim? You don't have to, you just lay there and you float. You're a human being. That's how it works. But yeah, I guess, I guess there's a, there is a, I need to be, I need to be more uh, inclusive because there are a lot of people out there who don't know how to swim. Dude, I hated learning how to swim when I was growing up. I hated that shit. I don't even like remember it. I just feel like I just like it's kind of always knew how to swim. I mean, I'm sure I learned. I had to have learned at some point, but it's just that is not even a memory in my brain. We had to go to like children's swim lessons every single year. <laughs> what? Yeah, like oh a my. community pool, which was interesting. Wow. But uh I think what made me like cuz I I feel the same way. I don't I don't realize that cuz I kind of assume everyone is like that. Yeah. But my family used to go to a cottage on a lake every summer um, that we'd rent out. And my grandma didn't know how to swim. And she'd come every now and then. She wouldn't come all the time. And she didn't know how to swim. And she'd walk out to the end of the dock. And I'd kind of look at her. And I'm like, wait a second. That has to be fucking terrifying. If you <laughs> fall off that dock. Yeah, yeah. You're just fucked. Yeah. And it's like, man, learning how to swim. If you don't know how to swim, you should go learn. It's, it's important. Yeah, well, you should go learn, but also just simply, if, if you fall in water, just don't panic. You'll float. Right. Like, I don't think people understand that, like, people ju just float. You're not going to sink. Like, <laughs> like, that's how the human body is constructed. You just float. Just don't freak out, yeah. and you'll be fine. In most situations, if you don't panic, you'll probably be okay. Yeah, if you're in like the ocean and they're and you're getting like pulled in the undercurrents, that's a different story. But if you're just in a lake and you like fall in, just chill. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so this is a great quote. So the actor's name is Tanak Huerta. Huerta. Um, and I guess they asked him if he could swim, and he said, "Quote: I replied that I had never drowned." It's <laughs> amazing. That is so good. So not a lot. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. So I guess he knows <laughs> how to swim now. Um, yeah, you would hope. I didn't understand this article and I didn't read all of it uh, and I'll admit it. But it just said the, the, the article title says She-Hulk director refers to Daredevil's cameo as the show's biggest secret. Or the biggest surprise, sorry. Biggest oh, surprise. Okay. Um, what does it even mean? We all know. We've all seen yeah. him. Seen the suit. Um, so I don't know. Surprised that they were allowed to do it, maybe? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. She said, I don't want to set people up for disappointment, but I will say that the remaining cameos are cameos from the comics, characters that haven't been seen before in the MCU. Mm. So, yeah, like that light elf <laughs> from As oh, the New Asgard. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, I thought this was pretty funny after we talked about it last week. Apparently, Marvel Studios reportedly paid a, quote, heavy price for the X-Men animated series theme. Oh. Um, I wonder who they paid it to. I hope the people who actually wrote that theme, but somehow I doubt it. So this is the quote from the writer-developer 
of uh, X-Men, the animated series. He says, the theme song wasn't a done deal uh, necessarily when they were producing the new show. The rights were all over the place. I think a secondary person had the rights to the music, so it was a negotiation for them. Obviously, you can't do the new show without that song, but the guy selling it knew the same thing, so I'm sure it was a heavy price. So, I guess if someone else owned it, and they were going to pay for it anyways for their new show that they're doing, and it kind of worked out because they've been using it as much as they can to get their money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yes they have. Don't blame them. Um... Okay, so there is a new Spider-Man No Way Home extended cut that is in theaters this weekend. Yeah. And it's called the More Fun Stuff version, which is the worst title ever made. Easily. Um, And it it has 11 minutes of additional footage, uh, but most of it has leaked online for the most part, so spoilers if you don't want to hear this. Um, One of the scenes has Matt Murdock in it again. Um, so there's only one scene in the movie where he's in it. That's when he catches the brick that gets thrown in through the window at Peter Parker. Um, but the new one that is in this this film features um, Happy Hogan, played by John Favreau, and Matt is representing him as a lawyer in a meeting for damage control. Um, so I guess Matt Murdock assures Agent Cleary, who showed up in Miss Marvel, um, that his client is a law-abiding citizen, and then Matt leans over and advises Happy to stop sweating. <laughs> Which is very funny because in the original Ben Affleck Daredevil movie, uh, John Favreau plays um, what's his name? Foggy. Foggy. Yep. So Foggy Nelson. So it's very interesting, kind of. Wow, I forgot. I kind of forgot about that until just now. Yeah. It's that was a long time ago. Yeah, that Wait, movie yeah. is uh, better than people give it credit for. The director's cut is very good. I would say you just have to get past the Evanescence. I mean, that's that's the <laughs> that just that's the cherry on top. Wake me up inside. <laughs> Amazing, so good. But apparently the the um. The film also has a new post credit scene, and I'm totally going to sneeze in a second. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Got him. So in the first one... I'm not cutting that. Great. I want, I want everyone to hear the juiciness of it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, I was doing Just fine. Like corn. I was doing fine until we started recording. <laughs> oh, my God. Enjoy that. Um, so in the first version of Spider-Man No Way Home, we just got the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer. But if you see the new one that came out this weekend, we see a new Betty Brant news segment highlighting all of her school friends' adventures over the course of the three movies. The kicker is that Peter Parker is absent from every single photo. Yeah. So it kind of answered a question that a lot of people had in terms of like, how does the spell work that just makes everybody forget that Spider-Man is Peter Parker and just makes everybody forget about Peter Parker? It's like he was erased from history, it seems like. Which is crazy. Yeah. It'll still be really interesting to see how that all shakes out in future movies. 
Yeah, I have a feeling it's not going to be super satisfying. But <laughs> Yeah, it seems like another thing where they're like, oh, well, I just have a controller on my arm now, and that's how I am able to control turning into the Hulk. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> listen, I'm not complaining about that in She-Hulk, because it's like, at the end of the day, let's just move on. Yeah, for sure. You know, but uh, it is a very big plot element, unlike the Hulk thing, so. Yes. Um, I think one more Doctor Strange little bit. Um, they were talking with Michael Waldron. He was a writer on Loki. He also wrote Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And apparently, he wanted to include a different after credit scene. Here is his quote from Empire Magazine. He said, I always wanted Reed Richards in this thing. In my very first draft, I wrote a tag just for the hell of it of the events of the movie being recorded and reviewed by somebody in the Baxter building and a stretchy hand coming into frame and running it back. Reed is probably my favorite Marvel Comics character, so I was always gunning to get him in there somewhere. So I guess this would have been the MCU 616 proper Reed Richards, rather than the one we saw in the film that died. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been interesting, I guess. Yeah, they probably just didn't include it because they don't know who's going to play him yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not convinced that we're going to see John Krasinski again, but... uh, I would be happy with it, so not too bad. Yeah. Um, You know how to piss people off, and by people I mean me. Every time you open up the Amazon app, you have to wait for like a four-second ad for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power to play in order to buy stuff that I don't need. Uh, Yeah, that sucks. But that show apparently came out uh, this weekend. Lots of hype over it. There's like basically like this battle between the new Game of Thrones prequel and this show, as if there's not room for two shows of the same genre on TV. Well, clearly there's not. There can only be one. Right. There can be only one. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, the first two episodes are now streaming. There's lots of people talking about it. Um, it's like the most expensive show yes. in like existence, which is crazy. but. Hopefully it's good. I mean, I would love for it to be good. I just don't want to have to wait week by week, so I'll probably watch it at some point. Yeah, I mean, I too hope it's good. I have less than no interest in this. I mean, I think we've talked about it. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, really, at all. And and to and to be honest, and, like I respect the movies for what they did, and I respect the cinematography, but even like the trailer for this new show just looked like just sparkly garbage to me and i yeah. just <laughs> i have no interest at all yeah i like a little more gritty approach yeah um because that's i mean the original ones were like that um you know yeah. it, just, it didn't feel pretty at all and i don't see why it would be pretty because i don't know they don't have showers right so, <laughs> that's really it you know yeah um but yeah, we'll see. It is kind of crazy. Like, we're coming up on almost 25 years since Lord of the Rings was made. Wow. The movies. The movies. Yes, the movies. Yeah. Uh, wow. No, those books were written 25 years ago. <laughs> it's got like a really edgy, uh, like Nirvana listening J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that shit makes me feel old when it's like, holy shit, a quarter of a century those movies were made. Um. Because they still stand up really fucking good, I think. Yeah, I believe it. 
It's just uh, just too much lingering shots of the side of a mountain for my taste. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's the TikTok generation for you. Here I'll play. I'll play. I'll play the boomer in in this comedy bit. Um, (laughs) All right, let's let's move on because there's so much news. Um, Apparently, Yelena Belova will lead the team of Thunderbolts uh, in the upcoming film. So she's going to lead. Um, and it's the team will at least contain Wyatt Russell's John Walker and Daniel Brule's Zemo. So, um, I'm I buy sure, that. You know, that makes it sense. Seems like to me the only thing that's surprising to me out of this is really that she's the one leading. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like she's more intimidating than like John Walker is. John Walker just seems like like he's like made to take orders, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and yeah, y- Yelena's, uh, just seems very in your face, very in control. Um, and it's Florence yeah, Pugh. Sense. And they're like, yeah, well, exactly. you know, exactly. might as well She's use the, the star, star power for sure. Who else is going to be on the team? Do you think? That's a good question. I mean, probably at least a few we haven't seen yet. Um, I mean, I'm blanking on who even could be on the team. So we could have um, Kate Bishop. No, 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 no. She's going to be a young Avenger. She's not going to be a Avenger. What about some of the existing folks like uh, like Bucky Barnes? What about White mm. Vision? Oh, that's a good one. Vi- what about yeah, I could Moon Knight? Moon Knight kind of has a dark streak to him a little. Yeah, I feel like Moon Knight's more. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that. I for some reason can't see Moon Knight popping up with other people yet. For some reason, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it would be weird. That that show was very uh, like segmented away from the rest of the universe. Yeah, I guess we'll have to find out. But White Vision, I'm wondering when we'll see him back. Yeah, you gotta imagine that character. He just kind of noped the fuck out of there, you know. And that was it. Maybe Namor. Ooh, yeah, that's that's actually a good one too. Namor. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was really surprised that we got a Thunderbolts release title, but not a Young Avengers one. But I'm assuming we'll hear more about that because upcoming is uh, the D23 Expo. Yes. Um, that's this Friday, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, and there are some massive cast member announcements that are expected. Oh. So major, major spoilers. Um, there's a, a uh, woman named Emmett Kennedy, who is a radio broadcaster. I don't know how they got this information, but this is what they say. I'm reliably informed that Marvel Studios have signed epic talent for Phase 5. And I got seven actor names. Whoa. John Boyega. Okay. Henry Cavill. Okay. Oh, my God, make Henry, Henry Cavill the sentry, please, for the love of God. That would be amazing. But anyways, continue. Jodie Comer, who is, uh, she is known for Killing Eve. Uh, she was in Free Guy, a few other things. She's not. Oh, she's, sick. Okay. Um, Daisy Edgar Jones, 
who is known for uh she was in normal people she's in the new where the crawdads sing uh and under the banner of heaven you might recognize her okay um and then john krasinski okay juan carlo esposito okay and denzel washington whoa save the biggest for last holy shit who is denzel washington gonna play in the mcu denzel washington good question but we have oh my god well think about think about every single x-men character you have to get them going yeah yeah that's so true you got the fantastic four and denzel washington's the new wolverine (laughs) oh my god can you imagine that just imagine him and John Q with claws. Um, you got, yes, yeah, so you got the Fantastic Four, all of their villains and associated characters, and then all the X-Men. Um, that's just so much. But the century for Henry Cavill, dude, you just fucking knock that out of the park. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Could Denzel be Dr. Doom? That mm. might that might actually be insane. That I would think, be crazy. I think uh, I think I would like that. I don't know if the internet would, but I think I would. I'm, uh, okay, you know what? I'm switching up my gears here a little bit. Okay. Henry Cavill is Dr. Doom. Oh, okay. He doesn't want to be a good guy anymore. Just a ripped as shit Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah. I could see it. I yeah, could I see could it. too. I could too. But then it's funny because we had Juan Carlo Desposito. He wanted to play Professor X. Yep. John Boyega. Who the fuck is John Boyega playing? Yeah, that is a great question. I gotta think a mutant. Cyclops. Could be. Damn, could be. Dude, I wonder if he has like a, a line in his contract. He's like, don't make me a shit character that does nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like he would, I don't know. I mean, you're getting Disney money. He's signing up for the machine again. Right. Um. I feel like maybe he he would probably want someone pretty big where there's no there's no you know chance of oh hey this big character is not going to do anything. But, Dude, uh, I think I think you just made a fantastic prediction with Cyclops. Wow, I think that is very very possible. Can't wait for the internet to melt. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna hate that, but that would be so good though. Yeah, dude, that would be fucking sweet. But yeah, I mean, this just goes to show you, you know, everyone's like, I don't know, this comic book movies aren't really uh, good anymore. Blah, blah. They got Denzel Washington, all right? Yeah, yeah. All these actors are really big, and uh, they're still doing good, so. Um, we'll see. We got uh, a week or so. Um, only got a Wait, few oh, more. Wait, here's a question before we move on. I believe John Krasinski, do you think he's playing Reed Richards? I think it might be a fake out. I think I th- he might not be playing. Yeah, Reed. I don't think he's playing him. I think that they got him to play him in that movie to kind of be like, okay, here you go. Here's him as Mr. Fantastic. And then they're doing something completely different for yeah. um, you know, the main MCU. But if if it is just him playing Mr. Fantastic, I'm fine with that. Yeah, totally same, same. So, you know, either way is fine, but I have a feeling that he's not gonna be playing Mr. Fantastic. So I think a lot of people are going to be pissed if that if that's the case, though. See, at this point, 
people are going to be pissed no matter what. Yeah, so it's true, like you might as well true. just do what you want. True, but that is, I mean, that's asking for it, especially if you parade him out at D23 and then he's not Reed. I think that is a. Uh, Who would he be? That's the question. Yeah, uh, Dick Ryder, to... maybe? I think. Oh, whoa! He actually. Whoa, he'd be a fantastic Richard Ryder, actually. Damn, you're killing it with these castings. Wow. This is, there's like a lot of big characters that they haven't even touched yet. I'm not going to lie. So. I forgot Nova even existed until, they, <laughs> until they totally, you just said that. I know like they don't want to like keep harping on the Thanos thing, but uh, I mean, they set it up perfect for him to have like a quick origin. Yeah, of course. And then to just do his, you know, Green Lantern shit. Yeah. And so I guess now that Guardians are gonna supposedly going to be done, maybe he'll be the next big... Uh, galactic f- franchise yeah james gunn has always not liked nova that's crazy um, how can you not like nova i think he just he always wanted star lord to be the only earth guy out there and didn't want to have to you know boo compete but it's like okay i don't know don't even get me started um <laughs> taking things too seriously um so there were some emmys that that went out uh, over the weekend and actually uh chadwick boseman um, who obviously Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman, who's passed away, posthumously won an Emmy for his vocal performance in Marvel's What If. So, oh, nice. Um, so there you go, Emmy for Chadwick Boseman. Um, there's been I don't know if you've read this, Eric. I kind of pulled this one for you. Um, basically leaked out uh the screenplay for Colin Trevorrow's. Star Wars Duel of the Fates, which would have been episode nine. Oh, okay. Have you read any of this? No. No, I have not. It's kind of interesting. Um, There's like concept art, and it's, you see John Boyega, and then uh, fucking Moon Knight, uh, Oscar Isaac, (laughs) and they're like alongside her, and she has a double-bladed blue lightsaber. Okay. Which makes me feel all sorts of things. Yeah. Um. But it's basically just like a way better movie. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be. That movie fucking sucked. At one point in the movie, Ray is disguised as a Tuscan Raider, but then like reveals herself. You know how she always has that staff in the movie, and then she reveals yeah. herself to have a new weapon, which is her double bladed lightsaber. God damn it! That would have been so cool. Right. Right. And so, um, and they return to Coruscant, and like, there's a. There's a scene with like kind of like a really upset and haunted Kylo Ren on Mustafar. Um, and and Ray tries to like save him. And it's just I highly recommend looking it up. Star Wars Duel of the Fates is what it would have been called. Um it just seems a lot better. Yeah, I'll have to read that. I guess another more minor Star Wars news. Apparently, Ryan Johnson's trilogy has not been canned. It's still on the table. Um, which makes me happy because I really like The Last Jedi. Um, and I want to see what he could do without like two other directors, or I guess ended up being one other director sandwiching and destroying all of his ideas. <laughs> um, yep. I think that, uh, I think that would be cool. Also, Star Wars needs to start making movies again. I'm getting sick of the shows. I'm sure Andor will be good, but. I am getting sick of the shows. Yeah, I definitely like I very much enjoy when 
when a movie comes out it just it, it hits different yes it does um but yeah we'll see I, I feel like there's a lot of background turmoil that's going on in that studio trying to figure out what they're doing what they're going to do next you know you yeah you kind of finished your big thing um yeah there's there's a, there's a lot of thoughts about it too yeah they're still trying uh, with their little High Republic experiment, and in my opinion, it's still not working. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but they have they have one that all they have all the old Republic shit from before Disney bought them, which already is proven to work. So I don't know why they don't just do that. But Kathleen Kennedy, man, yeah, I was really confused when they're like, we're not going to recast people to play like the older characters anymore. I was like, that was never the problem. Yeah, agreed. Like, the Han Solo movie, that was not the problem. Like, that movie was probably the best Star Wars movie that they've put out. Yeah, the movie, like, ended up not even being bad. It was fine. It was good, even. Maybe it wasn't great, but it was good. Yeah. I liked watching it. It wasn't, you know, episode nine. Yeah, that's for goddamn sure. (laughs) And so, I don't know. They need to figure their shit out because it's like you got some hot property right there. Yeah. And uh, I would say Disney's done a much, much better job of handling Marvel than they have uh, LucasArts. Agreed. I, I mean, I really think it's just all Kevin Feige. Like, I think everything's going to fall apart when Kevin Feige decides he's done, which is going to yep. be so sad. Yeah. The day that happens, I will be very, very sad. Yeah. Um, My last little bit of news is, is mostly just because I was interested in it. They're making another Beverly Hills Cop movie. Oh, no way. And it's called Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley, which is an interesting title. I was just going to ask if it's going to star Axel Foley. Yeah, so uh, they've already started shooting it. And there's photos what? online of... um. Uh, fuck, I can't even fucking think right now. Eddie Murphy? Ed- Eddie Murphy. My name dropped right on my head. Eddie Murphy wearing like his classic Detroit Lions jacket. Okay. Only the thing that kind of threw me for a loop is he's wearing, it looks like the same jacket, but uh, it has like the new Lions logo on it. Oh. <laughs> like, because the Lions logo is a little bit different now. And I'm like, why do they give him a retro looking varsity jacket with the new Lions logo? Yeah, but, that's uh, weird. You know I'm going to go see that movie because I love the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Uh, yeah, those so. are fun. Those are fun. They've been trying this. to make this shit for so long. Like, for over a decade, they've been trying to make this movie. It almost became a show that, like, featured his son. Yeah, I remember that. cameo in it. <laughs> but uh, they're actually filming now. So he's on set. He's got the jacket on. I hope it's good. Even though people didn't like the third one, I still thought it was pretty fun. Um... But I would say the first two are like 10 out of 10 for sure. Yeah, they're yeah, they are. Uh, I like those movies. There's a lot of nostalgia in those movies for me. Oh, yeah. It's action comedies are really good. I love an action. comedy. Yeah, and they don't really make them as much anymore. But I agree. I, li- I like them. It's good shit. All right. That's all I got. Consider the news wrapped. All right. 50 minutes later. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the downfall of society and what is She-Hulk episode three. Is there any meaning to anything anymore, or is everything just a fancy TikTok dance? Well, as as a, a newly obsessed TikTok user, let me tell you, there's nothing fancy about a twerk. There's no. <laughs> there's there's are much more fancier TikTok dances. 
So let's let's go from the post credit <laughs> scene and go backwards because we just have to talk about it. <laughs> All right. There was just a scene with She Hulk and and Meg the Stallion uh twerking. Yeah. Um I will say that today I saw behind the scenes footage of them filming that. And <laughs> Tatiana is so fucking short. <laughs> yeah. And so she is like five four and Meg the Stallion is like five ten and then she's wearing like six inch heels. So they have they have Tatiana on like a platform that's like over a foot tall, and she's just as tall as Meg the Stallion is just standing up on the ground. Um, but yeah, I like I just thought it was funny as a post credit scene. You know, no one complained when Groot danced. Yeah, Little baby Groot, just kind of shaking his twigs. But uh, apparently, his twigs. <laughs> apparently, everyone is upset. Because of something, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it either. It's fine. Like, <laughs> it's it's fine. I enjoyed it. Mia and I watched it. And we're like, wow, that's funny. And then we turned off the TV and we went to bed. Because, yep. Uh, yep. That's what stable human beings do. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to the beginning. They've been they've been throwing this Meg the Stallion thing for a little bit. Um. Which is funny. It's just funny how she even ends up in this whole episode. Um, <laughs> it's very... The whole concept of it is very out there, and so I don't know why everyone's freaking out. Um, but this episode also, I feel like, gave us a little bit of a taste of what Secret Invasion could feel like. Which I yeah, thought was interesting. true. You know, we haven't really seen shape-shifting, shape-shifting like this since Captain Marvel. Um, and... I always love it just because I think it, it creates really interesting visuals and stories when it's just like, oh, like, I think it's this person. And then you quickly realize it's not. So, yeah, um, I think this one opens up. We got Jennifer Walters confronting Emil Blonsky um, because he broke out of prison. Right. He's trying to get out of out on parole and he broke out of prison. Um, and I really feel like. um. Tim Roth does a really good job at playing Emil Blonsky. I don't know if you've been enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think but he's, he's been just, great. He's like so chill and kind of like smug. <laughs> um, and I just find it really funny. Because uh, in The Incredible Hulk, he's just like very like cutthroat serious the whole time. But in this show, it's like smarmy almost. Um, and so he's just like, no, I can explain all of this. He's like... Uh, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme, Wong, removed him from the prison cell against his will, but he returned to prison willingly afterwards. And so his he whole story... He insisted on it, in fact. Right. Yes, he insisted. Um, and so that's the whole story that they're going with. And so Jennifer Walters is like, how do I get a hold of this Wong guy so that he can come to your deposition and, like, basically confirm all of that? Um. She does look up his like profile online, and uh, it shows that he was an associate at Target for like eight years. Did, <laughs> did you notice that? No, I didn't. But that they pull is funny. It, yeah, it's he was a, an associate at Target at in Comertage. Then he's the librarian, and then he's the Sorcerer Supreme. So those are his three <laughs> what a, jobs. What a glow up! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and so. There's a lot of little details in the show that that are always really funny to kind of go back and look at. Um, and so she's trying to contact Wong, which obviously is difficult because he just is doing his own thing. Um, 
Did you see online, Eric, just like a bunch of people that are still like kind of upset that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme and Doctor Strange isn't? Well, it's just like, why does it matter? I feel like it kind of gives Doctor Strange a little bit more freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Guess what? Stephen Strange hasn't been the Sorcerer Supreme in the comics like a lot. Like, it's not like he's just always 100% of the time the Sorcerer Supreme. It's right. fine. Like, allow this world to be even slightly more realistic. Like, the MCU needs to be an exact recreation of Marvel Comics starting from 1960 until now. Yeah. And anything that deviates is, is just wrong. Yeah, it's so, it's, 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 it's super dumb. I think I feel like I mean it affects nothing in like a larger sense who the sorcerer supreme is but it also allows it allows more than it prevents I think cuz yeah. like Doctor Strange can still do anything he wants whether or not he's the sorcerer supreme but you know we can't have fun scenes establishing you know character moments of Stephen Strange you know, s- despite the fact that he and Wong are friends it's like he still kind of has like a bit of a problem with authority as we saw in Doctor Strange 2 it's like stuff like that is like really cool to see it's like fun character moments that wouldn't be possible if Doctor Strange was just like yeah by by the way I'm 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 the best as we all knew like, the only thing it stops us from having is him having the line saying, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. It's literally it. Which who gives a shit? If they blue balled us for 12 years with Captain America saying Avengers Assemble, everybody will be fine. If Stephen Strange doesn't say I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> they didn't even call Scarlet Witch Scarlet Witch for like eight years. Yeah, true. And let me tell you, that was the most satisfying moment in that entire show. <laughs> the little headdress. Um, all right, so She-Hulk's trying to find Wong. Um, but then her former colleague, Dennis Bukowski, he comes to the Superhuman Law Division, and he's, like, embarrassed. Like, he doesn't want to talk about what's going on. But we find out that his ex-girlfriend, Runa, is a shape-shifting elf from New Asgard who defrauded him of $175,000 because she was impersonating Megan the Stallion, and he thought that he was dating Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Which, I just... How did they start writing this episode? Just like, <laughs> that is such a great question. Did they just have, like, an X for, like, the celebrity, and they're like, we'll figure it out? I don't know. It's just, like, the whole concept of this episode is just bizarre <laughs> in a fun way. Though. I feel like Meg the Stallion was the perfect choice, too, for, <laughs> for yeah. the, the rant, insert celebrity here. It's just, like, the, the perfect one. I never thought I'd hear the words Megan the Stallion so many times in a Marvel <laughs> media, you know. I loved how so many of the characters really pronounced it Megan the Stallion. Yeah, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> and like a very like proper legal sense too. Yeah. Which is funny. God, so good. So this case gets assigned to Jennifer Walter's co-worker who they call Pug. I fu- um, who I still fucking love so much. 
Yeah, he's he's definitely going to have a bigger role. Yeah, he's um, great. I think he's going to play that frog guy. What is it, Frogman? Oh, we see we see like a very quick picture of Frogman in in one of the uh, trailers, and oh, I think it's going to be him. Okay, or his name is Leapfrog. Sorry, Leapfrog. So I could see that. So we'll see. But um, eventually, Wong meets up with Jennifer. And he's like, yeah, I'll testify at the parole hearing. Um, and like, I think she kind of coaches him a little bit because Wong just, you could tell, he just speaks really funny. They all speak really <laughs> weird because like they're so detached from reality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all settled. Um, I'm trying to think. They have their parole hearing. And Blonsky is able to demonstrate that he basically can do what Jennifer Walters does. He can turn into the abomination and then turn right back, which is <laughs> interesting. Yeah, which freaks everybody the fuck out. He also, like, doesn't have a penis. Oh, true. There's, like, a shot of him, and there's no schlong there. Interesting. There's people, on, I think it was on Reddit or, like, some comments to, like, an article somewhere. They're like, some animals' penises go inside them. <laughs> And it's like, guys, like... It's not that serious. They just didn't show his dick because it's a show. Like, it's okay. You know, you're not just going to have a gigantic green abomination dick just flopping about. I, the same. Oh, man, I wish they did, though. The, the, same the boys would have done it. Oh, the boys would have done it. The dick would have broken the, the whole glass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I love throughout this, like, all of his soulmates are, like, behind the screen and everything. <laughs> They're all there. Um, I also love that there. Nobody comes out and says this, but like he's clearly starting a cult. Like, like when he's right. about to leave, they're like, "Oh yeah, well, what's he gonna do? Oh, he's gonna start a yoga retreat." It's like, no, yeah, that's a cult. Yep. <laughs> that's uh, what Morbius did, right? And then he'd do that or something. Wait, what? <laughs> The guy that played Morbius, didn't he have, like, some weird cult going on? I mean, that would not surprise me at all. Jordan Leto? Is that his name? Oh, Jared Leto. Jared, Jared Leto? Leto? I couldn't remember his name either. Between Jared Leto and Kanye, this, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cults are the new fun thing. Yeah, why not? Um, and so, we got, we got, that's the A story. The B story is, is this whole case with Pug. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> I thought it was funny they're like no reasonable person could think that they would be dating Megan the Stallion but basically like She-Hulk gets uh was it She-Hulk that testifies? Yeah, She-Hulk testifies. Yeah. She's like basically like well, my Gen ex technically Jennifer like she's Yeah, not Jennifer. Yep. She's like basically my ex-coworker is like the biggest douche and self-centered person. So I actually <laughs> think he would think that he was dating Megan the Stallion, but um we get lots of scenes where like um, the elf Runa, she impersonates Dennis. She impersonates the judge, and I think she impersonates someone else too. She impersonates She's... Pug. Oh yeah, she does For... Pug as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tries it's to make him wild. seem like an asshole, which made me so sad because he seems so nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was really wild. I was so, kind of surprised that they did a shape shifting elf before all of the um scroll stuff yeah agreed but it was really interesting to watch all those scenes um and so 
Jennifer helps Pug win his case. Um, when they're trying to get Emo Blonsky, you know, out of out of jail, basically it's it's taking forever for Wong to show up, and he's like not showing up, not showing up. She's trying to like delay, delay, delay. Um, but eventually Wong does show up. He testifies, and Blonsky is released on parole, but he's forbidden from transforming ever again. And so we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and throughout this entire episode, there's kind of like talk of like, hey, like, how do I control my image as She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters? Because once once news comes up that she's going to be Emil Blonsky's lawyer, there's all these people talking about She-Hulk. And I'm pretty sure they took like actual comments about the She-Hulk show because there's like some clips of like people. They're like, what are you going to make it a woman? You know, (laughs) hoax about masculinity and all these like stupid bullshit things. Um, And so Jennifer Walters agrees to like do an interview uh, on the news and kind of like tell her side of the story. Um, And I think it's after that that she gets like attacked by like the like the discount diet wrecking crew. Yeah, (laughs) I would call them. She's like walking outside as like just Jennifer, and then these guys come up, and she's like, "Did you like steal all this stuff from like Asgard- Asgardian construction workers?" And they're like, "Yeah." Um, and so she just instantly turns into She Hulk. Well, I like how he- she f- like forgets she can do it for a second. Then she's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." Group. Um, and thankfully she did because one of the guys is trying to steal a sample of her blood. Yeah, interesting. And it's revealed that someone has hired them to do this. And the question is, who is it? Mm. Kingpin? Ooh, that's not a bad guess. I'm just trying to understand where Daredevil shows up into this. Yeah, that is that is not a bad guess. I'm just like guns ablazing with just predictions today, apparently. I th- mm, yeah, but I think Daredevil's pretty easily slotted in because he's a lawyer. So yeah. I don't think they necessarily also need to tie in Kingpin. I think if Daredevil sees a superhuman lawyer, he'd probably want to check that person out. <laughs> but why, sees, why would it not I mean, be? <laughs> yeah, he wants to see him. Um, <laughs> sure, he does. Um, but wouldn't that be Matt Murdock and not Daredevil? You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, yeah, but maybe he doesn't want to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Kingpin would almost be too on the nose. Yeah, and well, we got Echo coming out. Yeah, we got Daredevil coming out, and so I don't know, but um, I'm not I'm not sure who else I would think it would be. You know? Yeah, that's maybe um, Sharon Carter, the power broker. Could be, could be. That's a good guess, actually. Man, talk about another thing that just pissed people really just right off. <laughs> but we got like. So, like six more episodes we're a third of the way into yeah, this so yeah. it's not quite clear who like the the character pulling the strings is going to be and uh it's definitely mephisto oh true so true um but yeah i don't know we'll see so basically if she's in she hulk form they can't get her blood um and <laughs> the guy kind of tries to stab her and the needle just like bends sideways um but it seems like that's going to be another kind of recurring story someone knows that it's her blood that they need and how they're going to deal with that, I don't know. Because no one's really going after Bruce Banner's blood, as far as we can tell. Yeah, well, to be fair, he's not on Earth currently. Right. 
I'll be interested to see how that story kind of ties in as well. I don't, I don't, I just kind of assume they're not going to come back to it for the rest of this show. That'd be interesting. I assume he's just, he's kind of done because Hmm. they, I mean, she references in every episode now. She's like, look, this is not a cameo of the week show. This is my show. Don't get your hopes up. And I think that's real. Like, I I do think that's real. (laughs) Yeah. I've been, have you been enjoying the, the fourth wall breaks? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think they work. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to work and I've enjoyed them quite a bit. Yeah. Because it's not like incessant and it's always none of them have really made me like cringe. Like they've all been at least pretty funny. I thought I've thought. Yeah, there were there were a few times in this episode where I thought the CGI was a little wonky. Okay, this one I felt a little bit more than the last two. Okay, But it was always like like random walking scenes. Yeah, none of it was like anything actiony. It just, I feel like I keep losing track of how big she is as She-Hulk versus Jennifer Walters. That's so weird. See, I feel like, I have not noticed that. I feel like, like it feels to me like she varies between like an 8 to 12 inch scale. And I don't know why I feel that way, but like, that's just, this is the second time where I'm like, I feel like she's smaller here than she is here. And I don't know, maybe my brain is going to Uncanny Valley on me. I think you, um, I think maybe... Because she's tall, uh, like her her as She-Hulk is, I think, intended to be not as tall as you'd expect. It's like, how how am I? I, I feel like her She-Hulk height is not like monstrously tall. It's just tall person tall, if that makes sense. Like tall, normal person tall. Yeah. Where you would think, know. you would assume that She-Hulk would be monstrously tall, like towering over people. But I don't necessarily think that that's, uh, that's yeah. the case. I think it definitely probably makes it a little bit more difficult for the artist, too. Because like Hulk is very, it's very clear, whereas she kind of like rides the middle, I would say, of like the size. Where it's like a person could be her size, but no person could be the Hulk right, size. Right, right, yeah. Which makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was like a pretty good episode, I would say. And then the after credit scene is Megan the Stallion. She's signing up to have Jennifer Walters be her lawyer. And then, or is that at the very, very end? And then they're just no. Talking. That's the that's the after credit scene. Okay, it's all after yeah, credits. Yeah. yeah. And then Megan the Stallion together. shows up for like five seconds in the actual episode because she is in the the courtroom, just like watching watching uh dennis uh win win his case right right and so that was a twerking herd around the world yeah i don't know i thought it was fun yeah i did too it didn't blow my mind or anything but i was like yeah it was fun yeah i enjoyed it i agree even if it destroys the very foundation that the mcu was built on (laughs) and also america (laughs) <laughs> yep. If not the world. Yeah. Oh man. No, yeah, I, I think the show's been super consistent so far. I've been really liking it. I've been liking it a lot more than I have expected to. And I, I think it's just because it doesn't take itself so seriously. Yeah, agreed. I feel like the for the episodes I liked of Miss Marvel, 
um, they didn't take themselves as seriously as the episodes I didn't. Um, like I can, I can definitely not to just harp on Miss Marvel even more because I'm gonna do it right now. Um, <laughs> I very much appreciate the cultural impact that you know Pakistan and India and all that stuff had on that region, on the cultures, all that stuff. But I feel like like they were it was two shows going on there, and it just yeah. like didn't quite work together and there were like two whole shows they were trying to squeeze into one and one of them is very serious and the other one is not as serious and it just like created this tonal issue where it just felt weird it's almost like one of them is spider-man and one of them is moon knight <laughs> yes yeah and it just <laughs> like just doesn't jive together yeah and so like this show the tone is very clear and you can say you like it you can say you don't but the tone is very clear yeah and I appreciate a show that is a little less serious and there's brevity to it. And it's just like, hey, this is She-Hulk. If you want to hop on the ride, come join us. And you know what? It's very meta MCU. And I think that's great. It has post-credit scenes every single time. And you don't have to love them, but I love them. And I think it's great. And it's just like fun references within the MCU. And it's not taking itself so seriously. And I feel like we need that because everything cannot just be, you know, you know, doom and gloom all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, you just get the Snyderverse. Yep. <laughs> yep. So true. I'm, I'm here to piss everyone off today, <laughs> apparently. But, oh, uh, man. You know, it's just like there's room for all of this stuff. It's not like every single show is a reflection of what the entire MCU is. I mean, you got two different Thor movies that are completely different tones. And this show is a comedy show that's silly. And just have fun. <laughs> it's really what it's about. Yep. So, one hundred. You ready? Are you ready to rate this bitch? Oh, I'm ready. All right. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, shows, movies out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. Can't break them bitches in half. Eric, what do you got for this week? Yeah, so last week I was kind of on the fence with a with a four point five, and I, I'm pretty sure I went four. This week I think I'm I I would have gone four point five again, but I'm gonna give it a five because of the twerk. I, I think I think the twerk put it over the edge. Um, I think that's I think that's funny. I never would have thought we would have seen She Hulk twerk. Um, and. Uh, I hope somebody has listened to this whole episode just fuming, and I hope this makes you turn it off if you, if, 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 if you hate this. <laughs> Imagine listening for like two hours just to turn a podcast off. Oh, we're, we're only at 55 minutes, baby. We're cruising. Damn, are we really? Yeah, we're cruising. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. It felt like a long one today. <laughs> well, because we talked for like an hour before we started. Oh, you know what? That's why it <laughs> felt like two hours. Because we have been talking yeah. for two hours, just recording for half of it. Yeah. But, you um, know, oh, go ahead. Someone, said, someone said something, and I want to know if you agree. If it was, de- if it was Deadpool twerking, it would have been totally fine. Yeah, 100%. So 100%. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah completely <laughs> and just have fun. Agree. Oh my gosh. Completely agree. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go five. This show has been really consistent. I've been really liking it. I've been liking it a lot more than I expected. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling very similar to you, but I'm going to give this one a four. Um, I just, I didn't get the same like punch as I did the last two. I still enjoyed it very much, but I was just like, yeah, that was a good time. It wasn't quite great. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, this is good. 
Um, and if the rest of the series, I think I said this last week, if the rest of the series was this good, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. You know, it's just fun. You know, I don't have to want to rewatch every single episode a million times. It's just like, I feel like I'm just sitting in the MCU and just like in the break room, just chilling, enjoying my time. Yeah. And I, and I'm vibing with that, you know, it's, it's free coffee and, you know, random people come in and talk and it's just good, good shit. Um, and so, yeah. I'm fucking enjoying it, and I think it's been great, and I'm having fun, and that's what entertainment's for. So solid four for me. Um, if anything, it would it would probably be a four point five if I could do halvesies. Yep. So I think we're we're right down. We're pretty. We've been pretty consistent these three episodes. I think in yeah, how we feel yeah. about it. So um, rare moment. Let's soak it in. Um, <laughs> all right, let's jump over to recommendations. You got anything uh, good you've been consuming? Yeah. So I'm gonna do the rare um album this week Ooh, yeah so for any uh, fellow hip-hop fans out there you probably know about this um it's an artist by the name of jid j-i-d he just released an album the forever story it is fucking incredible um if you appreciate good rap Again, if you appreciate good rap, you you definitely already know Jid. But if somehow you don't, uh, this kid is un- truly unbelievable. His command of like the English language is mind blowing. Um, all the beats he chose for this album are crazy. There's a bunch of like amazing like catchy hooks. Um, all the features are crazy. Uh, the two singles, "Surround Sound" and "Dance Now," are amazing. Um, it's just really, maybe if you are like interested in hip hop and you don't, and you're like, not sure, like where to start, listen to the forever story by Jid. It's, um, it's just so good. Like the talent is apparent, even if you don't like, I would assume the talent would be apparent, even if you don't like this genre of music necessarily. It's, it's, it's in the same vein of like, you're like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar's kind of uh he signed to J. Cole's record label. Um so it's so it's like that kind of it's not like it's not like trap music necessarily. It's not quite conscious rap, but it's like somewhere somewhere skewing towards that side of things. Um What is conscious rap? Conscious rap is like um I think like common would would be considered mm. conscious rap. Um, it's like it's like rap with like a real like like message. Um, oh, political hip hop. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily all. Poli- I I wouldn't necessarily consider it all political, but but mm. but but it's it's maybe a little more wordy, but it's also not wordy in like the lyrical miracle kind of style that like you hear from like Eminem. It's more like just the words he chooses are like hit so fucking hard. Like his wordplay is so crazy. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's he's definitely going to be he he's like an upcoming legend for sure. No question in my mind. Uh, like in 10 years, 10 years from now, he's going to be like the Kendrick Lamar and the J. Cole that like we we recognize right now for sure so Damn. so listen to uh the forever story by jid i've been listening to that on 
repeat. It is so good. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I got two uh, this week. One's a book. Um, I've been reading. It's a it's a new series. This guy wrote some James Bond books. He's written some Sherlock Holmes books, but um, he has these mystery books. It's really weird. I was kind of put off by the concept at first because the author himself is a character in the book. Oh, and okay. He's writing about himself working with a detective that he met while like the detective was consulting on a TV set he was working on. Um, and the two of them work together to try and like solve these murder mysteries. And so the first book is called The Word is Murder. It's by Anthony Horowitz. But I'm reading the second That's one right now. That's objectively not true because actually the bird is the word. Shit. <laughs> God, the bird is the word. <laughs> um, you're so fucking silly. <laughs> um, the second book, though, is called The Sentence is Death. And I've been enjoying this one very much. I like blazed through like 120 pages yesterday, which for me is really good. Um, and so I've been really enjoying these. I've been on like a murder mystery kick for like the last six yeah, months. Yeah, you've been really, you've been just. I've been reading so much. Yeah, on a mystery um, tear. Yeah, which so the sentence is death. Anthony Horowitz highly recommended. I actually have a, a couple things. Um, Mia and I are being Thor and Loki for Halloween. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and Mia's being like the female Thor. And she got like the best costume, but I used it as an excuse to buy the Marvel Legends Thor Love and Thunder Mjolnir Hammer. Ooh. And that shit is amazing. Um, and so highly recommend that. But um, truly my recommendation today is there's uh there's this new kind of uh Detroit pop artist that released a track this week. Uh-huh. Um his name is Mercury Harbor. New track called Run It Up, and you should hundred percent check it out. Um he looks like a monkey, and no one knows who he is, but new track, it really, it's fucking bop, it hits good, big drops, good vibes, catchy bops. Boom. Check it out. Mercury Harbor, Spotify, TikTok, all that shit, so. Yeah, love it. Go listen to it. Um, but while you're listening to it, make sure that if you want to reach out to us, you can on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Email us at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. But listen to that song, just think about billionaires and you fucking them. Yeah. Fuck the billionaires. All day. Every day. Forever. <laughs>